0: Black Lives Matter used donations to buy a $6 million Southern California home, according to this report. So, Black Lives Matter bought a swanky Southern California home for nearly $6 million using donation cash, according to a report Monday. Three leaders of the social justice movement, Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Melina Abdullah, recorded a video last June outside of the secretly-bought home while marking the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder, New York Magazine reported. Colors at the time said she was weeks removed from being in survival mode after The Post's exclusive reporting in April revealed her purchase of four high-end U.S. homes for $3.2 million. It's because we're powerful because we are winning, Colores said of what she characterized as right-wing media attacks. It's because we are threatening the establishment. We're threatening white supremacy. But Colores and her colleagues didn't reveal any details on the upscale homes seen behind them in the video. A 6,500 square foot spread with more than six bedrooms and bathrooms, fireplaces, a pool, and parking for more than 20 cars, according to a real estate listing cited by the magazine. The property was purchased in October, 2020, with funds that had been previously donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, according to the explosive report. The seven bedroom residence was purchased by a man named Dwayne Pascal, two weeks after BLM-GNF received $66.5 million from its fiscal sponsor earlier that month. Pascal is the financial manager for Jenea and Patrice Consulting, an LLC operated by Colors and her spouse, Jenea Khan, New York Magazine reported. Ownership was then transferred within a week to an LLC in Delaware, ensuring the property's owner wouldn't be disclosed, according to the report. Galore's BOM's co-founder resigned in May as the group's executive director amid criticism over buying three homes in the Los Angeles area and another outside Atlanta. The purchase of the nearly $6 million home had not been previously reported, and BML officials tried to keep its existence a secret from a journalist looking into the transaction, according to the report. The organization tried to kill the story about the home, which is referred to internally as the complex, while one strategy memo reportedly suggested it might be used as an influencer house where artists can congregate. The residence was purchased under the intention for it to serve, as housing and studio space for recipients of the Black Joy Creators Fellowship. BOMGNF board member Shalomia Bowers told the magazine in a statement Friday. The foundation had always planned to disclose the home's legal filings this May, and it doesn't serve as anyone's personal residence, Bowers said. But the statement did not spell out why little content has been produced there over some 17 months of if it was, in fact, intended to be a creative space, according to the report. Hmm. One nonprofit organization expert said the sheer size of the buy might subject BOM to more criticism about its lackluster transparency. That's a very legitimate critique, candid co-founder Jacob Harold told It's not a critique that says what you're doing is illegal or even unethical. It might just be strategic. Harold, who helped create a service that tracks U.S. nonprofits, questioned whether the funds could have been better spent elsewhere. Why aren't you spending it on policy or, you know, other strategies that an organization might take to address the core issues around Black Lives Matter? Harold asked. The property was acquired in furtherance of BOM's mission as well as for any. And usages as needed, Bowers said in a statement to the Post Monday. The organization always planned to disclose the property on the upcoming 990 due May 15th as part of BOMGNF's ongoing transparency efforts. Bauer's statements continued BOMGNF has and continues to utilize this space for programming and leadership offsites, and the property does not serve as a personal residence. But at least one activist in Missouri, meanwhile, said he was dismayed upon learning of the complex in California. It's a waste of resources, Ferguson activist Tori Russell told New York Magazine. And here's the thing that people need to understand, too, right? It's not just the fact that these individuals spent $6 million on a property, right? And also the, those other homes, right? Right is the fact that they spent $6 million in California with the highest taxes ever, which, guess what? They're going to pay a disgusting amount of taxes on that property as well. So it's not just the fact that they spent the $6 million, it's that they're continuously having to spend disgusting amounts of money just to upkeep that property as well. And another way to really look at it, the $6 million that they spent plus all the taxes that they would have spent on property tax, insurance, etc., right? All the upkeep costs of that property could have been used to help people in very bad communities, very dangerous communities, to maybe get a better life, perhaps maybe help feed people who might need money, might need food, right? Right? you could easily set up food banks in very poor communities that specifically are harder for the black community and yet you don't do that or you could you know create programs to help people get out of ghettos with this money but no you spend it on basically like a mansion in california like it's so stupid Right? And this is the biggest problem. Like, here's the thing. A lot of these charities, right? There's nothing wrong with someone who owns that charity or works for the charity to make a good amount of money. There's nothing wrong with that. It is wrong for you to end up using the funds from that charity that were donated to that charity to help a specific cause or a community and you don't really do that with the funds that were donated, right? Like for example, say I were to have a charity called Help Dogs Get Out of the Pound Charity. All the money that is donated to that, unless I specifically disclose it, needs to go to Getting dogs out of the pound, right? Now, you could basically say like, hey, you know, like 25% of the money will go to administrative costs, 75% of the money will go to the actual cause, or I could be like 100% of the money will go directly to the cause, and there is a separate donation option where you could donate to help support the administrative efforts, salaries, that kind of stuff, right? Getting them completely separate from one another, which I think is the best option because then if you really want to just support the actual like business part of the charity, you could do that. Help pay for the employees, help pay for all the tasks that need to be done. And also you could be like, hey, I want to give $1 to this specific charity for this specific cause. And that $1 will literally go to helping that cause, right? That's the way to really view it. But the way that they're doing this money, that they're handling this money, which, by the way, for those that don't know this, Black Lives Matter, the organization, is literally being investigated right now due to basically them being pretty much a fraud organization, which is crazy, right? Right? And it's even being done in California where there's California itself is investigating them. So it's just crazy when you really think about it. There's nothing wrong with a charity raising money from donations and allocating some of the funds for like administrative costs, right? But you got to be open about it. You got to be honest about it, right? And one of the best examples of how I like a charity being like ran or how a charity should be ran is the YouTuber, Mr. Beast, Jimmy Donaldson, the way he's running his food bank charity is amazing, right? One, he's bankrolling everything. Two, he created basically this own entity on YouTube, which is like Beast Philanthropy, which you could just go and check it out, where every single video, that is put on there. Every single piece of content, anything that is made from that, sponsors, merch, sales, all that kind of stuff, will be funneled into the actual food bank that will help feed the communities, right? And I believe he's already fed over a million people or gave away like a million meals. That's the way to do it. You're very open, you're very honest as to what's going on, what's the purpose of this channel, and so on. That's the way to run a charity. The way that this charity has been ran is basically just straight up fraud. Like it's crazy when you think about it. Feel free to give your thoughts. If you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40inbox.com. Learn to get out of debt and manage your money at 40inbox.com.